the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast on Mile High Sports. Be sure to check out the previous episodes of the podcast, player interviews, news, breaking news, all kinds of fun stuff at milehighsports.com. My name is Ronnie Court. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, where today a couple of special guests here, host of the X's and O's Broncos post game show that will be happening on Mile High Sports each and every game this year, of course, outside of the bye week, uh, Damon Veach, Bill Riefel, who will be here with me uh, uh, talking about the Broncos. Uh, but let's talk about the show first. And, Damian, let's start with you first. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself because uh, you've hosted this show for, for quite some time as well, too, uh, and you have a lot of background in sports. Yeah, B- Billy and I have been uh, – coaching together and he coached me when I played and then we've been doing the show for several years we've kind of bounced around the the dial a little bit trying to find you know when the show would go on and what's exciting this mm-hmm. year is we're always going to be the post game show yeah, whenever they, awesome. whenever they play right afterwards you can find us and if you want to vent about the refs the play calling the <laughs> announcers or anything else you want to complain about you can text us or call us and we'll We'll be there. Absolutely. And, of course, at Mile High Sports, AM 1340, FM 104.7. And now also, too, uh, the listeners will be able to watch your guys' show as well, too, as we have uh, now the uh, video stream that's up on the website as well, too. Bill, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, you've coached for such uh, so many years, and, of course, you got all kinds of great notes as well, too. But tell us a little bit about your background as well. Well, my background is I coached for over 30 years. I was uh an educator and a coach, mm-hmm. and, and very proud of that. And as Damien said, I was even one of his coaches at one time, and uh, I quickly introduced myself to him in his sophomore year <laughs> and got to know him. And uh, But I've enjoyed the game, uh, always been a Bronco fan, but, uh, you know, I, I like the analytical part of the game, breaking things down and looking at the game. What do you think about camp so far, guys? Pretty cool? Go ahead, Damien. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, that – He's he's looked impressive, and and I also think that that, that Kelly's looked really good in, in practice as well. You know, one of the things that that is different now is that Kelly's getting a lot of reps. Yeah. As, as the second team guy, you get more reps, and and so he's getting a lot of look. You know, I, I know that, that there's been a lot of talk about veterans that the Broncos might look at, and obviously they're gonna they're gonna evaluate as the preseason goes on if Kelly doesn't play as well as they'd like. They'll look to go that route. I'm rooting for Kelly to be the backup on this team. I think it, it will be good for the team, but I think it will be really good for his development to be that second-team guy, be involved in, in implementing the game plan each week and prepare that way. Uh, and I've just been impressed by what I've seen from him so far. Uh, to bounce off that really quick before we get to you, Bill, uh, I assume that means your kind of ship has sailed on Paxton Lynch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, at the same time everybody else did. You know, when you sent out your tweet, I think, during the game is when I was thinking the same thing. I've seen enough. Uh, you know, maybe you know, maybe a change of scenery could, could rejuvenate things for him. Yeah. But I just think that, that the time has come that, that it's not going to work here. Bill. You know, for me, I, I hate to say this, but I, Damian knows this. The, the ship sailed for me probably two years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, it. I was not really committed to him after – Watching him practice, as a his decision making, his ability to get the ball off, it was really behind what it, an NFL quarterback needs to be. With that being said, you know they had to get a quarterback. They tried, and people want to criticize Elway. You know he used a number one, but then Kelly was the last pick of the draft. All right, 
to me, it's irrelevant. You just get a guy who can play the position. Sure, it, it, sure. And if they swap, and I've now cut him, and I got a seven to be the backup, then that's what it's about. You, you know, you got to get the guy to do the job. Was he impressive in that game? I think so. I like the platform. I like his courage. I think he's got a little gunslinger mentality. I think he plays the game a lot like uh, maybe Favre or even Aaron Rodgers does. And, and you watch Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have a great platform all the time. He moves backwards, sideways. He climbs the pocket. But he has a lot of confidence. He makes mistakes, but he bounces back. Well, and, that, and that's the thing that uh, – because uh, there were a couple of media members who have mentioned that name. Not comparing him to him, certainly not. Right, but, and that's not but obviously that kind of certain style, I think the big problem with it right here, though, is that uh, Kelly doesn't have the arm Rodgers does. And Rodgers has so much arm talent to make up for that unstable base, whether he's moving backwards, forwards, or just doesn't have his feet set. He can accommodate that, or, or, or he can replace that with just such a, a tremendously accurate and strong arm, and I just don't see that with Kelly. But I do agree with you when it comes to that courage and that ability to at least you know, try to make that play. If you, if you go back to the game on uh, Saturday night, we probably attacked the middle of the field more just in that short period of time with Kelly than we have in the past. And that's the hardest area of the attack. The easy one are the nine routes going up the sideline. Those are the easy ones. But to attack the middle, getting the ball to tight ends, he threw into some tight windows. And the thing that I really was impressive to me, and I haven't heard really anybody talk about, that you look at a lot of his throws, they were catch and run throws. Mm. You know, he put the ball in position to catch and run. Yeah. Uh, you know, even watched him warm up here today. I thought Lynch, you watch him, the ball goes low, the ball sails on him. You know, you know, and, and the other thing about about Kelly is he clearly shows his youth. We saw that the other night with the interception, sure. with the near interception, and I think as he gets more experienced and he plays more, he'll be able to cover up for lack of arm strength because he'll make smarter decisions. You know, we saw as Peyton Manning aged, he used more of his experience to cover up for the arm strength. And and, and as a kid, he's going to have to learn he's got to throw it on time. He can't be later. There are going to be interceptions. And and I'm not saying he's ready to be a starter now, but, you know, you hope your backup quarterback never plays. So I just hate for him to, to pay a whole lot to bring in someone they hope sits on the bench. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing is you hope that this is never uh, even a discussion during right. the season. You know, it's Case Keenum 16-games period. Yep. You know what's interesting to me? is when I you look at this, they started the season, there was not going to be an elephant in the room. Case Keenan was going to be the guy, but yet all the talk is about <laughs> a quarterback. And, and I, I, you know, they've tried to get away. But, but you know, one of the things that happened in the game, and uh, I had texted Damian uh, uh, when I watching the game, I don't know if I would have came out and tried to feature Keenum in this game. Mm. I would have came out and ran the football because I want to set the tone for the running game. Because if it, they're going to be a complete football team, they are going to have to run it. And people have talked early, well, I think Keenum can carry him by throwing the football. I don't think so. I, I think Case Keenum is going to need a running game behind him. But I think you had to set the tone in your first preseason game and came out and run. And then he could have taken the, the podium at the end of the game and said, hey, we may not have looked good, but we're going to work on it. We're going to get good at it. And we're going to certainly talk about that running game coming up here. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip it, and jump away from Coors Field. I know it's a football podcast, but I tell you what, them Bronco, or uh, excuse me, them Rockies, they are in the postseason hunt. And if you're coming out of Coors Field, or maybe you're finishing up the Broncos preseason game against the Bears next weekend, uh, you go on over to Tap 14, just tremendous burgers, uh, 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Be sure to check them out on the web, Tap 14. Com. Spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. And then, of course, want to thank our friends also, and we'll talk about them in a little bit, our friends at Pro Football Focus, the running backs. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a massive stable of a bunch of guys. 
I'm not sure if there's one guy that rises above the rest at this point, though. It's still early, but there's there's going to be many opportunities for it. Is there a name that sticks out to you right now? Well, everybody's been excited about Freeman. You sure. know, you physically look at him. He's a large running back. He's thick through the chest. He's, He's very thick, thick the yes. But the, the mistake that some people make, they think that he'll be really a power runner inside the tackles. And, and a stat that uh, I came across was, in NCAA football last year, he made he was one of the leaders in making defenders miss. So it's not that he ran over over top of them and threw them. He makes people miss. And his first carry, he made a nice cutback. And in the zone running scheme, one of the things that people don't understand, the big runs come out of the cutbacks to the yes. backside A, B gaps, and you get downfield blocking. And and that's the thing I think that may be surprising some individuals moving forward is because I think he was hyped up as such this uh, guy who's just going to run guys over. And he does have a little bit of a deceptive speed to him. Yeah, and, and I think they need more plays out of the running back position. I mean, they, they, they don't get long runs. They don't get big plays out of that. They don't even get really big. They, they, at least they haven't gotten many big receptions out of the running back position. And that's going to have to change. You know, for a team that struggles to generate offense the last year, they're going to have to get more from the tight ends than they have, but they're going to have to get some plays from the running backs. And I think the concern now is who's going to be that guy who can make plays, and maybe that is Freeman. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Bill and Damian, they're going to host the X's and O's Broncos postgame show, which will be on Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340, FM 104.7. You guys will basically be the instant reaction uh, place to go, whether it be call in or text, your guys' thoughts on the games. Uh, And, of course, that starts for, uh, uh, well, you guys will start a week before week one to kind of set things up. And then, of course, you will be basically every week until then. By the way, again, we are uh, broadcasting live from UC Health Training Center, uh, where rookie Sam Jones, unfortunately, the uh, guard center, he's been curted off uh no weight on his right leg as he is helped to the locker room so certainly something to watch uh as we are uh, doing this right here at, at camp at the moment so uh, but let's talk about this offensive line because the line is i think improved why ron leary was on the right side last year i don't understand he was so dominant on the left side with dallas they finally move him back Bowles gets another year of experience Vildir, we'll see what we have in him over there at that right tackle position, but that right guard, it still worries me. Well, first thing I see is no depth. You know, where is your depth, and where is that depth going to go from? Come from? You know, you're, are you? Is it going to be someone cut in the third and fourth week that we have to bring back in? Will some of the players like uh, Billy Turner? really rise and improve to I be a player. I was actually hoping Sam Jones would yeah, be a little there, bit of that Yeah, there you depth. go, hometown kid. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, my concern is with Leary, he came out of Dallas Hurt, didn't make it through the season last year. OTAs, he sat. You know, he's been iffy at this point in time. Can sure. he get through 16 games this year? And to solidify the offensive line, if he's your best, I, th- I think uh, there's a lot of question marks with them. To me, to me, I think they're going to be better at the guard position. As you mentioned, mo- moving Leary to, 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 to the proper side. But also, I think McGovern uh, has played his way into the lineup. You know, he, he did a really good job filling in at center. And his natural position may be guard. And so, na- so now I think that that's a step up. You know, 
they the, the team believed in Garcia and gave him a lot of chances last year, and I don't think he ever really performed at a very high level, and so I think that's an improvement. The question is, is going to be right tackle. Can they protect the passer there? Because I think you're right. Bowles is in his second year. You'd expect him to be a little bit better, and, and, and I think he had a pretty good rookie year for a left tackle. And it will be one of those things, I think, with the right tackle position where you just, you know, if Vildir for obviously one, stay healthy, uh, but two, he doesn't have to give you elite, right tackle right. work. If he does, great. Uh, you love that. But as long as he can just be somewhat competent to where Case Keenum can trust that that pocket is not going to collapse quick and he, and it is something that will give him time on that right side and it is nice that the I don't know if nice is the correct term for it, but it's convenient that, you know, obviously Keenum being a right-handed quarterback, that the weakness on the line is the right side. But uh, certainly is going to be something to watch for the Broncos because uh, if they can't get quality offensive line play, it just doesn't matter who is the quarterback. Well, and, and, you know, you everybody wants the offensive line to be better. But, you know, one of the things that Damian and I talked about is the fact that how many teams are there in the NFL that are looking for offensive linemen? If you really talk, if I said to you, give me the top five offensive lines in the NFL, you could probably give me one or two right away, but then we begin to struggle to get three, four, or There's five. There's probably 25 teams that need at least yeah. one. Yeah, you know, you'd yeah. say yeah. Dallas is pretty good at it. You know, Pittsburgh runs the ball pretty, pretty well at it. But then all of a sudden you start to say, well, who are the other ones? You know, even the Patriots. Are, you know, have struggled to the offensive line the last few years. So everybody's looking. The thing is, you hope that you can get six that can play and five that stay healthy. Yep. Now, certainly going to be a, a major, major key for the Broncos, that offensive line is uh, they need to improve from last year as it was so bad. Let's flip to the defensive side, and let's start with the defensive line uh, because I, I do believe this is a unit that is going to be a quality one, and particularly the guy I've been watching a lot is Demarcus Walker. Uh, Walker is a guy who was, again, same position as Ron Leary, why he played out of position last year, I don't get it. They've moved him back to the line. He has bulked up around 280, 284. Uh, I think he's going to be a quality addition. Uh, we'll see what happens with Clinton McDonald, depth signing, who's still dealing with an injury. Hopefully that shoulder is not as bad uh, as what many think. Yeah, I actually think defensive line may turn out to be the strongest unit on the defensive side of the ball. Mm. Now, partly that's because, I agree, the, the moving Walker to the five technique is, is excellent. I mean, that's what he was drafted to do is provide an exactly. interior pass rush. Yes. So by moving him outside last year, they totally ruined that. But all, the other thing is it may be the best unit because the secondary may not be quite the, the no-fly zone that it has been. I mean, they, let's face it, they lost their, the best player of their secondary in Aqib Tlaib. And so, so now everyone's got to step up a notch. You know, now Roby becomes the outside guy. Now they, they, they need another nickel and dime. And so, you know, we saw the other night that, it, there's going to be some growing pains, too, as you have new secondary guys. And so I really think the defensive line might have to, to, to carry the unit for a little bit, but I think they're able to. You know, when I, I look at the defensive side of the football, and as a group in the defensive line, the front seven, their responsibility basically is to shut down the run. I've been very disappointed in their inability to shut down the run. We saw it in a preseason game. Okay, it's practice. If you say in your Allen – Iverson voice, it's practice. We're talking about practice. Sure, sure. But we, we look at, and we Damian and I talked about this uh, two years ago. The first films that went in to coaches throughout the NFL was the Super Bowl defense of the Denver Broncos. Mm. What do they do, and how can we attack it? Well, one of the things we found out is they can't shut down to run. But then we had 
the Denver players complaining, well, we don't have the lead, so we can't get a nickel and dime. Well, if you're going to be a good football team, you've got to be able to play football out of your base package and beat people. And that's what they showed that they could not do the other night that they're going to have to do. They're going to have to shut down to run. You know, Harris was a good find last year coming. I think Kerr does a good job. My concern about Wolf is how bad healthy is his injuries, yeah. and will they be kind of a career thing that will always nag him? And, and speaking with Wolf, uh, he has spoke multiple times about the idea that he is at – his healthiest state. It's 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 a situation where he doesn't even feel like he had a neck injury. The problem is, though, uh, earlier in camp, I believe it was like day three or something like that, he had the slight stinger, walked off, we all got worried, and, and maybe it's unfair to say because it may be just one thing that looms over him um, either until it happens or it doesn't happen uh, for the rest of the preseason and the regular season. Uh, but certainly health is, is, is a potential worry. But I, I think this line will be better. And, and, and uh, if they can just – if they can it, – it, it's, it's the run game. It's stopping the run that is going to be so, so crucial for them because if they are gashed for five, six yards on first down – Every single time, uh, you'll never be able to turn the dogs loose. Uh, you will never win the short yardage. Yep. And this and is this is where Brandon Marshall has to step up. Sure. You know, he, you know, he's clearly now one of the elder statesmen on defense, one of the team leaders, and he did he didn't play well in his limited action the other night. Okay, he's a middle linebacker. He's not in there to blitz. He's not in there because he's he's a great pass coverage. He's he's pretty good in pass coverage. He's in there to stop the run. You're the middle linebacker, and he's got to make those tackles and he's got to step up. Well, Absolutely. You know, I, I have not been a Brandon Marshall fan for a couple of years. I don't think he's played well. And I, I don't know what's happened to him. After Danny Trevathan left and they moved him, flipped him over in the Trevathan spot, he has never been the same guy. You watch him during the game. He's not a run stop, stuffer either. Uh, I think that they need to come up with a guy that can play the run on the inside part of the defense. And, and, you know, the other day they they lost gap. You know, gap control is essential in the NFL. You know, that's all coaching. You know, it's the first time it's live. Am I overly concerned? I'm not overly concerned, but I'll tell you what. I don't think the Denver Broncos, mentality-wise, and for Vance Joseph, can afford not to play better during the preseason. And we're going to talk about that coaching staff here coming up. It's uh, the Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to check out the uh, previous episodes of the podcast. Player interviews, news, discussions, all that at milehighsports.com. And, of course, Mile High Sports, AM 1340, FM 104.7. That's where you can find the X's and O's Broncos postgame show each and every Broncos game this regular season. These guys, Bill and Damian, will be on air, and they will be hosting, getting your reaction, whether it be text message, phone, uh, uh, or maybe just reading off social media, getting their reactions to the games and what happened with the Broncos. So be sure to check that out this fall on Mile High Sports, AM 1340, FM 104.7. Uh, let's quickly touch on the secondary, and then I want to get on the coaches because the secondary, I am extremely worried. This is my biggest worried, uh, uh, per se, uh, position of the entire team. I just don't see any depth. Uh, I see this being very much a mid-2000s Broncos, where it's Champ Bailey and the rest. Yeah. It's Chris Harris Jr. and the rest. I I understand Bradley Roby hasn't really had the opportunity to show that he can be that constant starter because he hasn't had the reps. But in the small time, uh, particularly the Bengals game last year, in, in some yep. spots even in uh, the preseason game, uh, where he was beaten by Diggs. Yep. 
I, I, I'm worried about Roby, and then the drop-off is so dramatic. Langley has proven nothing. Yadam is quite the grabber, which I understand rookie season. Uh, that's probably going to be a tendency. That's just natural for corners. If Tremaine Brock comes back healthy, we'll see what he can provide. But I am super worried about this secondary. Well, you know, it's it's like it's like when a baseball team you know loses one of their top starters. Now everybody's got to bump up, and so now you, the guy who was a pretty good number three maybe isn't as good as a number sure. two, and that's the way it is now. I mean, teams used to target Roby when he was their third best corner. Well, now he steps up. He's got to be the outside guy, and 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 like you said, so Brock becomes the nickel when he's when he's healthy, and and so do, is there a drop off across the board? And then, and then, of course, there's the safety situation where I, I think they're trying some different combinations. They're, they're doing some three safety looks. Yep, and, Cravens. And, and, uh, Justin Simmons mentioned it in yeah. practice last week. And, 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 and getting Cravens healthy will be really important, especially – uh, you know, now with with the injury situation, losing Carter. So I, I think I think there are a lot of question marks about the secondary. Well, what's their strength? Safety. They're, you know, they have strength at safety. Where they're weak is cover corners. And, and, you know, you have Harris, and he was a guy that would cover slot guys a lot. And, and you know, he was a good cover guy. Are we going to miss Tlaib? Yeah, we're going to miss him. But, you know, you have to be able to replace him, too, if you let him go. And right now, I think there's a void right there in the corner cover position. And, and I, I think that that's something that the Denver Broncos should look at. And down the road, can they bring in maybe a couple more players? Because after week two and three, particularly after three and going into four, there'll be some good football players that are released. But I do have a concern in their inability to cover. One last quick point I'd make on the secondary is I think across the board, they're, they're pretty short. You know, you know, they've got starters who are both under six feet, and I think that's going to hurt them when we get to the regular season in the red zone. And, and every team's got those big receivers and tight ends that they will isolate in the end zone, and our shorter corners are going to have to win those battles. And I, I will say this. I like the idea of bringing in Sua Cravens to be this, if you want to call him a hybrid, uh, corner safety linebacker, a guy dedicated to the, the biggest weakness of this defense for so many years in the tight end because they've been right. constantly beaten. Uh, if that pans out, great. Uh, I like the, at least the, 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 the chase after that because it's just been such a brutal uh, sore spot for that defense for such a, such a long time. So it's a Broncos Blitz podcast, uh, Mile High Sports. Bill and Damian, they'll be hosting the X's and O's show on Mile High Sports, AM 1340, FM 104.7, Broncos post game each and every Sunday. Guys, Vance Joseph is still the coach <laughs> of the Denver Broncos. Um, how op- uh, I will just point blank ask you guys, does he make it to the end of the season? You know, I... <laughs> it's going to be on based upon <laughs> a lot of performance, hesitation there, but sure. I think there's a short lease. You know, I, I don't think you can get off to a one and three, one and four start. I don't think you play. And I'm going to tell you what: last year, going into San Francisco uh, on the air, I said this is going to determine who, who Lynch is. This is going to determine his career. Well, some people said, "Well, it's still early in his career." Well, that's turning more to be correct than wrong. I think the next two preseason games are going to determine Vance Joseph's career here in Denver because the reason is he can't, you know, if you were Bill Belichick and you're so-so during the preseason, nobody's going to get real excited. 
but they're going to get excited if we don't play well and we're not competitive. Well, and, and the thing that frustrates me the most is that when they come out of the gate, they just look they look unprepared. They look uh, like, like just th- they haven't been given the the sense of direction that they need to come out of the gate firing, and, and that has to be on Vance, right, Damian? And that's what we saw all last year is they'd practice well in the season or in, during the week, and then they'd come out and, and – They'd have a bad first quarter, bad first series, and they didn't look ready to go. And we saw all that again the other night. Now, you can say, well, it's first preseason game. It's always like that. Okay, fine. But but like Billy said, Vance needs credibility now. He needs credibility with the team and a, and a little bit. It certainly doesn't have hurt to have a little bit with the fans and the media as and well. And he has none right now. Right. And so if, if you continue to look this way, even though they're preseason games, your credibility continues to diminish. And so he needs some good performances just from an aesthetic standpoint. You, you can lose your preseason games, but it, you can't. You have to sit, put the starters on the field that look good and competitive. Your second and third teamers can go in and blow the lead. Right. And, okay, you lose a preseason game. But your starters have to be competitive. And they just have to look prepared. Yep. They just don't look prepared. And and, and that goes for multiple positions. Yeah. You know what disappointed me last year is watching the game, they came out of the bye week. They had looked good against Dallas, and everybody thought they had it rolling. And Simeon played the first half, and he was struggling. And I thought – they maybe need to make a change. Well, they don't make a change in that game, they lose. The next game, they still don't play well in the first half, I think. They definitely need to make a quarterback change. You could see Simeon melting down, losing confidence, not performing. And then in the third game, they still didn't make a change. And I, I, that was one of the tests where he failed. Another one was, oddly enough, is with Tlaib. When Tlaib started the gang fight on the field in Oakland, <laughs> as a coach, and you could say you wouldn't do this in the pros, my headset would have been off, and I would have been down the sideline in front of him and saying, we don't behave this way in Denver. He lost control. You know, get get your fanny off the field. We don't do this. And, and I think that's showing that I'm in charge of this football team, and, and I, I think there was a combination. The other night, I was disappointed. They're down by three touchdowns. They have fourth and one. I think they're barely over midfield. Go for it. Right. And they punt the football. Why? You know, let, let's d- develop some confidence in, in short yardage situation. Yeah, I mean, it's a, pre- it's a preseason game. It's not about the game situation, but if nothing else, why not, why, not, why not work on your short yardage stuff? Why not work on a fourth and one situation? Something you certainly that's don't, been a weakness for such a long time. Yeah, you certainly don't need another rep for your punt team. I mean, they got plenty of that the other night. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, so, they did. So I, th- I think they need to go into the Chicago game with just a little bit more sense of what they want to accomplish, more so than just let's, let's throw everybody out there and work on some things. Well, I, I, you know, you bring up what they need to do. And, you know, I, I think defensively, everybody thinks the onus is on the offense. I think defensively need to get better. You know, the NFL is hybrid defenses, you know. Uh, everybody talks about, well, they're a 3-4 football team. Well, they play a lot of underlooks. And, you know, there's multiple players that are put in positions. You know, we lost Burton. Is Cravens going to be the guy that replaces Burton? That that we stack and we play up at the line of scrimmage. We get run support. We get different blitz packages. But when you blitz, you got to tell the people behind you on the on the back end, you got to cover. Yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting season as the Broncos try to 
better not only on that 5-11 and record, but try to avoid the back-to-back -back losing seasons, something they haven't done since the 70s. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's really spoiled fans, and we'll see how it goes this year. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, check out uh, previous podcasts. Player interviews news at milehighsports.com. And, of course, Mile High Sports, AM 1340, FM 104.7. Bill, Damian, they will be hosting the X's and O's Broncos postgame show this season. Uh, give us a little bit of taste of what the radio show will be like. You know, we like we like to break down the, the game and, and really kind of take it maybe a step deeper. I mean, that's why it was called the X's and O's show, is is Billy will, will break down a little bit about about what they're trying to do and what they're able to do. And, and then, of course, with a postgame show, uh, to some extent, it's it's the fans' voice. You know, they, they they can sound off. They can send us a text Absolutely. message. We'll even clean up the language if we read it on the air. Uh, and and so they can vent a little bit. But um, it, what what we'll talk about, you know, where they're at, where they need to go for the next week. And and as we said, it'll be a post game whenever the game is. So if it's Thursday night game, we'll do a late post game show. If it, if it's a, a Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, even when they play the Sunday mornings, we'll go on right afterwards. So we'll be on a Sunday afternoon. So right when it's fresh and 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 we'll. Get, get some in, initial analysis um, and, and give the fans a chance to speak out. No, yes, yeah. I, th I think we'll be great for in people who suffer with insomnia too. We get <laughs> on to put people to sleep, but you know, I, you know, I think you know we will look at the game. I, I we, you know, we try to be fair. You know, sometimes we're not going to come on like we know all the answers. I know as a coach, you coach things and things don't happen. But the bottom line, the players have got to play the game, and I think the the players that Denver's counting on to be players need to step up. If you're looking at Demarius Thomas, I have an issue. I think he needs to run the middle routes, you know, attack the football, don't worry about contact, because I got news for you. When you pull your arms in, you're still going to draw contact. You're better off to catch the football. They pay him a lot of money. He's got to perform. They brought in Keenum. Who's he going to be? You know, Keenum's a guy. Is he going to be the guy that was with the Rams, or is he going to be the guy with Minnesota? Time will tell. But they, they're going to have to have a good supporting cast around him. It is the Broncos Blitz podcast, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. Be sure to check them out on the web, tap14.com, and our friends at Pro Football Focus. Go check out those elite memberships and get 20% off your subscription with my promo code. That is POD20, P-O-D-20, POD20. Go get 20% uh, off your subscription. And if you're a fantasy player, player projections, draft resources, matchup charts, all kinds of great stuff and deep analytics over there at Pro Football Focus. Bill, Damian, thank you so much for joining me on the Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, we, final, uh, we leave with the final record. Look into your crystal ball. Call your shot. Bill, I'll start with you. Broncos finish with X record. What is X? You, you know what? I, I, not that I don't want to answer the question, but I, I think from a coaching perspective, I can't answer that is question Is it a 500 right team? Uh, it should be better than a 500 team. Mm, okay. I, I, right. I think it never. But, I mean, I, I need to see them through the third preseason game. I need to see the starters play uh, more. I need to see how they perform. I need to see where their confidence level goes. With this, because I, if they don't play well, I don't know where they're going to head. The first two games of the season are incredibly important. Two home games against Seattle and Oakland, uh, and we'll talk more about those on our season preview show. But I'm going to say eight and eight. Right on the dot. 
yep. right on that 500 number. All right, very good. Hey, I appreciate you joining us today on the Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, to check out previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, whether it be player interviews, live stuff here from Broncos Training Camp 2018 at UC Health Training Center. Be sure to check it out at milehighsports.com. And like I said, talk to these guys. Uh, well, coming up in just a couple weeks, you guys will launch that season preview show, and then they are the Broncos postgame show, the X's and O's show on Mile High Sports AM 1340, FM 1047, immediately after every Broncos game. So as you are leaving uh, whatever the hell we're calling the stadium nowadays, right. I still call it Mile High Stadium. Right. Once you are leaving, jump in your car, turn on AM 1340, FM 1047, and uh, talk to Bill and Damian. Text into the show, call into the show, your reaction to the Broncos. So, very good. Thank you guys for joining me. I Great to be here, Ronnie. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks Again, for having us. All check out all those previous podcasts at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com.